You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. SRB Media. Is it so you're lost in dreams beside the world? Wanna go? Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 23 of our weekly podcast, The Curran View, with the idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. Yes, I thought I was going to be late tonight. I've had to take my brother to hospital. I had to phone you up and explain to you. I didn't think I was going to get back in time, but as it happens, I've cooked tea, washed up, got everything away, and just about managed it in time. It's been a mad one. I nearly knocked myself out today. I had butted the sink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it has been a mad one all always around. What did you what do you cook for? You? Are you a bit of a bit of a king in the kitchen? I do like cooking. Okay. I do like cooking. But uh, today um, I've only done steak, pie and chips with, yeah. with uh, peas, garden peas, because I knew I was taking him to, to hospital. I was Bernard. So do you? So, but I do. I, I, I can cook anything. You, I can cook anything. Do you grow your own stuff as well, Tracy? No, no, I don't. But I buy everything fresh every day. I don't buy things and, and put them in the fridge. And I don't have frozen stuff neither. You know, I'm a bit funny like all like that. So, um, so just like tomorrow, we're going to have a shepherd's pie tomorrow. So I'll get it. I get everything fresh: cabbage, carrots, uh, mince from butcher. I don't even get uh, meat from. Um, Tesco's or wherever I go, uh, you know, I um, I get the meat from Morris Allen's or Pembroke's, you know, beautiful meat it is. So, but I'm going to do a shepherd's pie, but I can do anything, and you know, I can make sauces, Chinese, anything really. Well, I've just recently got into cooking, probably only about 12 months ago, and uh, I, I love to get in the kitchen. I, I'll do a Sunday roast, no problem now. Yep. I, lo- I love to do a, a chilli, and I love to mess around in the cooking, in the kitchen, and cook something from scratch and, and make it taste really nice. Yeah, yeah I always put ver- uh, verbs in. Herbs in. Herbs, yeah. verbs in. <laughs> I'm cracking up, I am. I always put herbs and things like that. I like everything fresh, though, Gabby, but I do like cooking. Yeah. I do like cooking. You know, I like to make sauces and, and things like that. Well, onto the podcast. It's always nice to get a little bit of what you do off the field as well as what you did on the field and now what you're watching on the field. So first and foremost, Lee, let's have a let's have a talk about our magic moments uh, of the last seven days. What have you picked up for us? Well, the, the, the one I picked up is the, the guy at Wolves' is free kick. Yeah. Imines, is it? To be fair, yeah. I didn't see the game. I haven't seen much because it was my birthday weekend and we were out largely on the Raz. Um, so I didn't see an awful lot of, of football. But I would say either Neves or Martinho for Wolves yeah. with, with three what, kicks. What, one of them do anyway. Yeah. And it would absolutely umdinger. Absolutely 
brilliant free kick. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the one uh, I've gone for. And uh, happy birthday. I don't want to wish it on your, on Facebook, on your Facebook yeah, yeah. wall, but uh, happy birthday. And I hope you had a good meal, you and your missus. Yeah, 55. We went out to Stratford. It's a place that we both love and we went with our friends. So we had a really drunken afternoon. And while we were there, we was in the pub. And I've <laughs> said to Carlos, let's have the football results. Let's have the football results. I'm going, blimey. Looks as though TC is going to do me this weekend. <laughs> and at the end of the show, we will tell everybody what the outcome of last weekend, also the outcome of midweek games and the weekend games going forward. It's nip and tuck. Anything else or was that your single magic moment for the weekend? That was it. That, yeah. that was it this weekend. You know, um, the goal itself, I thought, I don't want to take any way, anything yeah. away from it. Yeah. You, you must see, Gabby, it's a great oh, goal. Absolutely great goal. Well, I've got three and I'm going to run through them very quickly. James Madison's pass to Jamie Vardy, which I thought was absolutely sublime again. And for me, would 100% be in the midfield for England. The Manchester United's fullback that was on the fast and rifled it home against Sheffield United. What a goal that was. I thought that was superb. I mean, when you're looking at kind of like textbook finishes and the way you connect, he couldn't have connected with that any sweeter, could he? Well, listen, that was so hard, a goal to score. And you're 100% right. uh, He has to connect that right as it goes over the bar. It goes anywhere. And he got, I said to Thomas, I said, when when we we were watching the game, I thought, what a goal that was. Yeah. You know, I said to him, the technique of that, Thomas, was it was sublime, unbelievable, because a young kid, and by the way, he does look a good, good player, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. I mean, United, they they have a little bit of an Achilles heel in, in, in the defensive areas, don't they? But as you'd alluded to in a previous podcast, going forward, United have got pace and they really can hurt any team when that front three are on fire. Like I said, to, to be yeah. honest, De Gea looks a lot better yeah. this last couple of games I've seen him. Mm. I thought he played exceptionally well because Sheffield United did play quite well yeah, at times. Yeah. You know, uh, they definitely need a left back, but that young kid uh, looks as though he's going to be a terrific player. Yeah. But like I said to you, they need a centre-back and two more quality midfield players. Yeah. And the front three, you know, well, they've got about a front three or four. When I say that, Lingard, when he's yeah. back to his best and not messing around, uh, there was they will be as good as any in the Premier League. Yeah, totally, hundred percent agree with you as well. And my third is, of course, the king of Birmingham Six, super, super Jackie Grealish. I get bags and dogs abuse from Blues. I nearly get as much abuse from Blues fans as what Gary Monk is getting at the moment. But I think Grealish is an absolute must for England. He's my favourite player and he is, in my opinion, the most complete English midfield player in the country. Well, you'll get more uh, stick from uh, uh, the Villa fans what you will do from the Birmingham fans. Uh, you being a Blues fan, and I know you're sticking up for Jack, but... Yeah. Once you start doing that, you've got to accept it, Gabby. Yeah, you do. I'm sorry, yeah. but uh, but you do you do take it well. I must admit, you do take it well. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, it's not done in jest. They absolutely, some of them absolutely hate me. <laughs> they close me family as Listen, well. Me tell, yeah. when, when you when you're playing football, even you know yeah. you can get a lot of fans like you, but yeah, still, yeah. still some home fans will will dislike you. So oh, you know that that that's life. But going back to Jack, um, I, I saw Jack what, two years ago. 
maybe a little bit earlier when he, when he first got into the side. Mm-hmm. And I said to John, this kid looks hell of a player, you know. Yeah. You know, they always look at me with wide eyes when, when I say it because they know when I say that, they know I'm the kid, uh, that player I'm talking about has got a chance of being a big player. Um, and, and I know every time we come on here and I know you, you every day you, you, you uh, speak up for him. Um, but I, what did I say to you about him? The kids, I have never seen anybody come, well, I have, because I saw Hudson's and Curry's this world yeah. in my year, well, before my year, but even around my time, that's something I had. You're so composed on the ball, you don't panic when you put under pressure, and he's got that. But the thing, what, what disappointed me with him is, and I know it were coming, I knew it were coming, because I told you about it, yeah. what they will do is call him the Maverick, you know, and that Maverick can mean, obviously, many a things. Right, but they call him. I know why footballers call him Maverick because I think, well, if he loses the ball, he puts it under pressure. Bah, bah, bah. They give themselves an insurance policy, so if they don't pick him, that's the reason why they don't pick him. And what did that? And Charlie George was picked for England, played out left, out wide on left for for sixty minutes. Took took him off. Never got another game. And what Southgate doing? And and I've never been a big Southgate fan, yeah. right? Uh, because he fell into the same category as everybody else long ball but when he when he became the England manager or working in the England uh, coaching setup he has changed his, his, his way his ways or his coaching ways and then what 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 did he what's he done about Jack Grealish well uh, he's playing out left for Aston Villa he might he might have to play there if, if they've got an injury or he might be doing a job for someone mm. uh, what's out but for Southgate to say you know he can't he can't play out there because we've got Sterling and Hudson Adoy and Sanchez that is the easy outlet of it they're all talking about him now Gabby yeah they are all talking about why is it taking them so long well, I was talking to Alan Hudson today and Hoodie was saying exactly the same as you. And tomorrow I'm going to do a little 15, 20-minute piece with Alan Hudson on Jack Grealish. And Alan's recently done a piece in The Telegraph uh, talking about football and, and talking about his love for Jack Grealish. But but Gary Neville, actually, um, I think he spoke very well in Jamie Carragher because Jamie said, he remembers his dad telling him early doors when he started playing football, Great players find time on the ball, and that's what Jack does. And and Gary Neville said the way Villa are playing him at the moment is they're trying to get him further up the pitch, and he understands that. But when Villa are, are a better team than what they are, and no disrespect to Villa, but there are new teams to the Premier League. Most of them players are new to the Premier League as well. They're finding a way to win games in the Premier League. And when they've done that and they've got a cutting edge, I think Jack will just drift back into a more central part of the park and uh, and play his normal, natural game of a proper number 10, rather than how Birmingham used to play David Dunn, another player I absolutely loved. Brucey used to play him on the left to drift inside, and, and that's sometimes when teams aren't that good at that level, how they try and uh, put and integrate that player into the team. Now, you're going you're gonna to see now why, uh, how, why I am, yeah. right? Because I don't agree what 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 what, what you said or what yeah. Gary Neville's uh, Gary Neville said, and I tell you the reason why. Yeah. Why do we look down that line to do that? We've got to get him up. No, we haven't. He he can he can play anywhere like Messi does and Ronaldo and the yeah. Kroos and the Pellis and all these players and the George. Best, they drop into areas. They find areas. Mm-hmm. They find areas in in, in a field uh, on a field so the, so they can receive the ball. Right 
And so we're looking at here now, or they're looking here now, say, well, we need to get him up there because he's got that ability to open up. The great players, and he's going to be a great player, yeah. can do it from any part of the pitch. What did I say to you a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, even if he found himself in a left-back position? Yeah, yeah. What did you say to me? Yeah. What did you say to me? You're right, because yeah. when it's so cool on the ball. We What we have to do, our, our if, good coaches, good coaches, what they've got to do, Gabby, is right. We've got him. We know. We know he can. And I would imagine it can take free kicks. But we've got. They've got the people there. Yeah. I'll bet you he's good on free kicks. He can create goals. Yeah. He's got to get a few more goals into him. Correct. But probably because he's a bit more deeper. Yeah. Right. And, and he'll be thinking. This is what he'll be, he'll be thinking is, in case in case we lose it, I don't want people saying that I don't work hard enough to get back. So sometimes he'll find himself in a false position. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and what he does. He's 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 one of them. What can play? The, you know the Madison ball, the sublime ball. Oh, when he's geez, putting, right. when he's putting, yeah. when he when he puts them balls. If you watch what I'm talking about, when you're watching games and you yeah. see somebody to pass, and it's gone between two or three players, yeah. and sometimes it can be five players. You've got them out in one go. You've out a game in one go. When I talk to anybody, once I start talking about football, Gabby, like even now, I've got little matchsticks in my head, yeah. and I'm seeing people run off. That's that's all in my head. I promise you. I get what you're saying, and I get what Gary Neville's saying. And mm-hmm. Gary Neville was a great player. Yeah. You know, I thought Gary Neville would have been a, a, a top manager. Mm-hmm. You know, probably that's knocked his confidence, uh, the the uh, Valencia bit, because people will get on get on to him and, and try and belittle him about it. But I disagree with him because it's like when he was saying that we can't coach our midfield. Mm-hmm. You can't coach box to box players because the midfield players are box to box. Boom. Now we don't have to get, we do not have to push Grealish up. What we've got to do is get ten other, well, nine other players. We've got because there's a goalkeeper. Yeah. Nine other players, right? What's capable of saying to right? We know Jack's our best player, even mm-hmm. though we're good players. Yeah. Let him get on with it. Let us get him to the ball. What do the, what do the best teams do? What did Holland do? They got the boy, ball to Cruyff. Yeah. What do Barcelona do? They get the ball to Messi. Mm-hmm. What did Man United do? Even even Bobby Charlton, they still got the ball to. Villa in England have got to get the ball to him because he's one of them. He's one of them what can put it through and he can kill it. He can kill people. And then when you've got Mount and you've got uh, Madison, right? Yeah, we've still got plenty of other good players coming in and we've got people like Foden coming through. He's the one what can see it. Mm-hmm. He's the one what's not going to panic on it. He's the one what's the biggest thing I'm going to say to you is a believer. He's, he believes in himself. He believes he's going to get that ball through. And he's not going to worry about it. The problem comes, and I hope he doesn't, because I was like, ah, what other people said about me, I weren't bothered, because I, I, I still kept trying it. We we have to get the ball to him. It has nothing to do with getting the ball, getting him upfield. This is my opinion, anyway. Yeah. It's to get him the ball. I tell you one thing about him, when he finds himself in areas, he doesn't panic on the ball. No. I'm going to give you something else. Watch him. Watch how much freedom space he finds on a pitch yep. I don't watch a football match mm. I'm watching everything about it yeah. honest Gabby that's what yeah. I do I, I, even when I'm watching I'm watching people make a run off the ball making people find space not just by forward runs on forwards mm-hmm. I'm on about in defenders yeah. when a defender does he drop off to give his goalkeeper a helping hand does he drop off to get, to make his centre back uh, an helping hand to receive the ball so he's giving him an option Right. Watch what Jack Grealish does. He composes on the ball. His passing's phenomenal. 
what shall we find space? And you know them players, that's another reason why they've got that much time on the ball, because to find that space. Yep. I've been trying to tell people in this country yeah. about our coaching and everything else and having players. What Forget reliable players. You will lose more with reliable players, reliable players than the, 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 the naturally talented, skillful players. Forwards, defenders, midfield players and goalkeepers. I agree. And that's my opinion of him. I agree. Two-fingered salute. We was going to do that tonight, but we need more time because it is a it is a story in itself and you want to go into a bit oh. more, more depth. So we're going to put yeah. that on the back burner to next week. But, Every question you ask me about anything, I will always answer you truthful. You and I have to answer that. Yeah. Uh, and rightly so. I should have been sacked for doing it. But there's a, there's a, there's a deep thing. There's a deep... Uh, why it happened. I know. I know what it is, but we're going to get into it next week. I 100% would not have sacked you. I wouldn't have done what McMenemy done, to be fair. But, you know... That's well, you see, the, I mean, how I finished up there, mm. I was, I'd just come back from Greece and, and, and I was having take, I was a, having a bath at home. And, and this is only about two months or three months before my dad really took, maybe a bit longer than that, maybe four months before dad took really really ill yeah. and it, they'd been trying to get hold of me and I wouldn't answer the phone and I kept telling me dad I'm not in I'm not in because I didn't want to sign for Sunderland not Sunderland I didn't want to sign for him yeah. but my dad kept saying you're not you're not signing for Sunderland you're not signing for McManny you're signing for Sunderland you know but my legs weren't I mean my knee had practically gone by then you know but we'll get into that next week yeah. or no whatever you want we're going to do it whatever but, you want to do it but we're going to talk about the two-fingered salute at the moment, for the next five minutes or so, um, Gary Monk and Pep Clatet. There's a big game tonight. Your team, Sheffield Wednesday versus my team, Birmingham City. Gary Monk, former manager. Pep Clatet was his former assistant. They were both together at Leeds and at Swansea. Something was said. Something was done. We're never going to get to the bottom until a book comes out by one or, or either of them and, and tells the truth. So... What's your take? Because it was a rather strange, well, extraordinary. Um, I heard the full interview. Yeah, I mean, it, it when they do their press conferences, it's usually quite sterile, isn't it? But mm. Gary Monk really laid into Pep Clotet, and it was almost, it, it was like jaw dropping. Did he really say that? Yes, he did. So, what's your take? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, there's more to it than meets the meets the eye we, we, when people really fall out. Yeah. You know what I'm telling you about Peter Taylor and Cluffy? Yeah. When when they when 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 Cluffy resigned at Derby, what did Peter Taylor do? He came out with him, didn't he? Yeah. He walked. Yeah. He did. In, so that's yeah. what happened. that's what used to happen. Yeah. When when you go into football management, you've mm. got to make sure you get the right people around you. Mm. And this is what disappoints me, Gabby. It really disappoints me. And it it, it, it not let me down, but People let me down. I look at myself. I think, well, you deserve all you get. I mean, I don't know Gary Monk, but when I was playing football, a lot of lads used to say, uh, we'll just say Cluffy. It weren't, but we'll, I'm not going to say about other yeah. teams, but we'll say we're not in sure. Forest. Because they didn't. They really never said that about him. Yeah. You, you know, they're a bit more frightened of him, but not not frightened, what they call it, where they're petrified of him. You know, they respected him. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. They'd say, oh, you don't know what he's talking about him. right? But nobody would say no. Mm. They'd say, Terry, tell because I got away with it. You tell him so and so, so and so. And then when I when I go into trouble, not one of them backed me up. Yep. And so we managers and so when they set people on, 
you'd be surprised how many of them slag the manager off behind the back. Yeah. Those assistant managers and some coaches. You'd be surprised. Mm. It was me. If you said to me, tell me, what do you think to Robbo? I'd say, he's not good enough. Mm. Gabby, he's not good enough. But that's up to you. You want to sign him, yep. you know. And Because I, I want to go deep into, you know, what are they like outside of it? Are, are they out drinking? Are they out doing the wrong things, you know? Because you have to try and get on top of that. That's the hardest part if, they, if they're doing the wrong things outside the game. And we all do silly things, but when it's the wrong things, right? So has he helped get has he helped get um, Monk the sack to get the job? Mm. That's one thing I look at. Now, there's been a lot of controversy, controversy with uh, Monk uh, and allegedly giving players to sign yes. with his agent. Yeah. So, and as he then turned around and said to the owners and the chairman, uh, yeah, he's been doing that to get Monk out so he gets the job. But there's a lot, there's, there's things like that that people don't understand. Yeah. Right? So when you go into that, mani- when you go into football management, right, and uh, as a coach, you've got to make sure you get the right people around you, Gabby, because they're all nice to your face, but they'll stab each other in back. Yeah. It, 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 listen, it surprised me. I, I've, I've always one of them what liked everybody. You, I, you know, even the I don't hate anybody, really hate anybody. I dislike many but we'll go into that next week with that yep. two-fingered two, uh, thing. And that's what the problem is, right? They help to get each other to sack. That's why, why do you think a lot of these managers who are tech uh, coaches in the game what's not played, right? Mm-hmm. But it, uh, what they all forget is this. There is no manager what doesn't get the sack. Yeah. So what they think, oh, I'm not taking Terry Coven with me because uh, he'll say things, about, you know, and he'll take me job. I don't say anything. I say it to his, I say it to his face. I won't put it, I won't put a knife in his back. Yeah. Like a lot of them do. I'll say, listen, he's not good enough. I'm not going to say to him, Gabby, Robbo's a good player because you tell me he's a good player. Now, because we're going to agree on players, we're gonna, both going to turn around and say, he's a good player, he's a good player. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. But I'm not going to say it if he's not good enough. Yeah. Because it's the team or the club, and us as, as as a manager pair. If I'm if I'm the coach, you know we've got to get it right, else we're going to get the sack. Yep. You know, and it's, that's what's happened there. Mm. I'll tell you now that, that that's what's happened because, and there'll be little things what what have got back to Monk because there'll still be little uh, whistleblowers at Birmingham telling Monk what's been said and what's what's been saying. Yep. What people are saying, I should say. Do you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. So it's deep. It's really deep. I, I, I tell you, that's when people fall out, really fall out, it's something what's... When people kick each other on a football field, they're angry, they get sent off, they want to have a fight. You know, in bar, I haven't seen any of them. They're all laughing and joking. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm going to put a clip on with Graham, Graham Sooners. Absolutely fa- fabulous play. I'm going to put a clip on tomorrow, and you see some of his ta- tattles and oh, challenges. Unbelievable! You know, <laughs> you know. People say to me, uh, "They've taken, they've taken the um, contact. Who wants that type of contact?" Yeah, 100%. you know, that's breaking. That is breaking people's legs. Yeah, he was people, You know, Roy Keane yeah. doing Al- Alfie yeah. Allen. Yeah. You know, I don't give a damn. You can always get somebody when you want to get them mm. without doing that. Yep. You know. So uh, it's definitely it's definitely on those lines what I've what I've been saying to you what I've just been talk, what I've been talking about um, helping Gary Muksak uh, being saying things behind his back that's why you have to get I don't know why people don't have the 
I mean, it's too late now for Alan Hudson at his age and and your Stan Balls. I mean, Stan's got but but those they are going to tell you the truth. Yeah. They're not going to be behind the back. They're not going to slag you off to chairman neither. They're going to say to you. And if a chairman come and said something to him, there's a, no, we're trying it this way because of this, so, so, so. But the, these other ones, what you th- what you think you're uh, on your side, they'll be the ones what are saying to the owners and chairmans and directors and th- those type of things. I tell you, it's a pri- it will surprise you be football. It will it surprise you. Behind the lens is another feature that uh, that we have on this podcast, the current view with the idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. There's a picture uh, in the group. So we've got a group now, the current view. We've started a group and I think we're about 300 strong. So, you know, thanks to everybody that's joined the group. You've also got your personal Twitter and Facebook pages and you've got the official ones as well that, you know, I help you with. I did on Twitter today because what your mate Paul Carrick was on with uh, H&J and, and, he, and Paul Hawksby said, were you close to any or are you close to any of the Sheffield Wednesday players being a big fan? He said, well, I used to be with some of the older ones. When you get close to them, you know them because as football fans, you look at football players as superhuman. He said, when I got to know the boys, uh, they, they almost seemed human. So I went on to your official Twitter account and said to Paul Carrick, who's human? <laughs> so, <laughs> what ones were human and what ones wasn't human? I was quite well, confused. Well, I got um, I got up on to, to Paul Carrick got me Paul Carrick got yep. me onto the stage singing with him. I'll put that I'll put that uh, photo on tomorrow for you. Yeah. Um, and it's only like pop stars and, and film stars. The old republic and we footballers uh, always used to think, uh, are they human? Well, and again, what do you mean by human? Yeah. Are they like us? And they are. Majority, you always get the odd few which always think they're better than than, than what the what they are. But in general, majority of people um, are down to earth. And now footballers have become like the film stars and the pop stars. In fact, they earn more money than pop stars now. Some of them. Yeah. Well, behind the lens was a picture of you and Martin O'Neill. You both look like a pair of pop stars, gangsters, film stars. What was the story behind that picture of you and Martin in your suits? Well, again, it was towards the end of my career. And um, Martin asked me to come and play for him at Grantham. I think that was his first club, Martin, Grantham. Yeah. Um, And he'd asked me. And I said to him, Mark, my, my knee... It was swelling up all the time. I couldn't. I was okay for about 10, 15 minutes, you know, but yeah. I was having massive problems and I got a big ache down the side of it. I mean, I walk with a, a limp now, Gabby. Anyway, uh, another one kept pestering me and pestering me to go and play down. I said, look, Mark, I'll come and play one game and that's me done just to prove it to you. Because when you're saying something to people, you know, the thing that you're trying to, yeah. And, and I mean, I did that with McManamy because I didn't want to go and play for a, but Sunderland. It weren't him, but I didn't want to go and play for McManamy again at Sunderland. Uh, but I always got on well with Martin. In fact, me and Martin used to go for a, a meal once a month when I went to play for Sheffield Wednesday with a, a judge called uh, Graham Richards, who's a Derby County fan. Yeah. And he's, I think he still does a bit of radio for Derby, I'm not, if, if I'm not wrong. So I, I goes down, plays in the game, uh, and Robbo's playing. Um, we're having a and I'd taken a bottle of because I've not seen him for a long time, yep. and I don't drink that much. I took a bottle of wine, and I was at Nottingham Forest uh, Robbo's um, This Is Your Life early part of the year, and uh, Martin said, can you remember when you brought that bottle of wine? Well, that that was the day. 
I took a bottle of wine down for us to have a drink after the game because I've not seen him for for for, for about five or six, ten years, something like that. Yeah. You know, um, and then I think I played either two two more games or a game in a bit, and I said, "Look, Matt, I can't do it. I cannot do this." And then um, I think I, I, I think he got sacked or he resigned one or the other. And then he went on to, and the next time we caught up with each other, he he managed a team called Shep Shipshed Charthouse near Leicester. Okay. And I and I was managing goal, and that uh, that was the last time we we saw each other. Now I saw him again. I think fifteen twenty years later, and then I was at a do like I said early part of year uh, for Robo and. Um, they were all there, Martin, a lot of them. So uh, we had a great laugh uh, that night. But that's what that uh, why I was suited and booted it uh, over down at Grantham. And another reunion that the Everton boys have had recently is for Howard's Way. Now I've got that DVD. I was up Merry Hill last night and I was trying to pick it up from HMV, but that's sold out. So there must be quite a few Everton supporters in the Black Country area. But it's uh, it, it, it's on. I've, the wife went on to Amazon and, and she's ordered it for me. So I will be getting it shortly. So next week, we're going to be talking about Howard's Way because you lived through those times. I didn't. I remember him as a fan and Everton Football Club. Had it not been for the tragedy of of Heisel, of, uh, of probably would have gone on and conquered Europe because Everton Football Club were that good. And it was under Howard Kendall, but it wasn't always good. So we'll talk a little bit more in in depth at that because when you got to Everton the gates were really low and you were part of that resurrection of the football club they were they were um, second bottom of the league yeah. struggling big time yeah. but like I said I'm not going to say because that's another good story yeah. about thing about that so we'll, we'll keep that we'll, we'll, we'll probably do that and the uh, that should be able to cover us next week that and the um, Sunderland bit definitely Five of the best. We always do our five of the best now. We, we started with Brazilian players. And it's at the moment with this one, it's players that we've seen. So last week, for instance, I didn't pick Pelé and I didn't pick Garincha. No, but are we, are we talking about um, the English players? No, five of the best of the world that you've right. seen. The greatest players in the world that you've seen. Like, for instance... Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you don't have to tell me, I know. Yeah, I, know. I, I would have had Di Stefano and Puskas mm. if, if, you know... If I, I, I didn't see him play. Yeah, I didn't see him play. Exactly. And, you, and obviously you didn't see him play. But we have... Right, I'm, we, I'll, we, give you my, I'll give you my five. They've got to, I have to have seen... When you say seen him play, you mean on television at least or live? Yeah, television, you know, right. in, in your lifetime. So right. you can go back probably another 10 years further than, than what I can. Well, the greatest of them all, and, and the reason why I put him because of the greatest, he was the best looking as well as the best footballer, yeah. or George Best. Yeah. Right? And then I've got to go with Maradona. As second. Then I'm gonna, yeah. yeah. And then I'm going to go with Pelé. Yeah. Then I'm going to go with Ronaldinho. Yep. Then I'm going to go with Messi. Yep. And then I... I have to put Cruyff in, you know, Johan Cruyff, because not only he's done everything for footballers, but as well as being as good as George Best or Pelle or Pelle or Mar- or Maradona, he's as good as any of them. 
will ever be. But I put him in that order because that's that's how I've, I've linked him up. But I've got to apologise to people like Ronaldo, the centre forward Ronaldo, the Ronaldo, uh, Zinedine Zidane. There's oh, there's that many great world yeah. great players I've seen that it's not a nice thing to do because the, they've all played in different eras and they've all been great players in those eras. But as it's a good thing to do, and, and you know. But I, as a player, what respect to all those players, it's hard to leave someone out. That's how I look at it. And what we're going to do going forward, we're going to be doing the five greatest of all time, you know, that we haven't seen. Because if we stop talking about Puskas and Di Stefano and Duncan Edwards and, and players of that ilk, then they're forgotten. And mm. stuff that I do and projects that I do, I, I, I want to keep these the memories of these players alive because yeah. they deserve to be talked about for not this generation, but the next generation, the next generation for what they gave football and the journey because football didn't start with the Premier League. It started back in the 1800s. People will always remember the world greats and the good thing about the ones now, right? Yep. When I say now, from the 70s, yep. I mean, late 60s, but the 70s when colour TV come in, when, when you got to the 80s and then the 90s, the television, they've got every game of every team that players have played for nationally yep. and club. And that's a good that's a good thing about it. It can they can never they can never be forgotten now, can they? No. Well my my five are in fifth place, my first ever football hero. And um, this probably will surprise you. It's Gordon Banks. Yes. Because I always go for number 10s and forwards. But uh, when my dad used to play football, a mate of his used to phone him up and he'd give me the, the, the phone and tell me that it was Gordon Banks. So I, I was going to be a Stoke City supporter. But then he told me that it was his mate, Alan Keating. And it was like watching <laughs> your first snowman melt. So so Banks is in fifth. In fourth place for me, it's um, it's Ronaldo. As for me, he's the greatest forward. That um, which one, the, the Brazilian one or the uh, Portuguese one? The Brazilian one. He, he right. was just different class. What he done with the yeah. ball, and even even in them adverts, he was mesmerising. What he done in them Nike adverts. He had he had two knee ligaments. Yeah, his. he did. He, on both one on both knee on yeah. both of them on one knee, I should say. He was unbelievable. His career was unbelievable. His achievements were unbelievable. And for me, Ronaldo was unbelievable. In third place, although I didn't see him play that much, he was towards the end of his career, was was George Best. And I, I remember as a kid, I think he used to have a, a skills programme after Cracker Jack of a Friday. He did, he did he didn't did. he? And the, yeah. mi- the miners were, were on strike him, and George Best's programme was often, we were sitting there in Kingshurst, in Eileen Gardens, with a load of candles, and as a, as a probably eight, nine-year-old kid, I was absolutely devastated that I couldn't watch George Best. So George Best will always be in my top three. And hopefully I'm going to do a little programme with um, with George Best's agent, Phil. So um, watch this space there because I might oh, be doing that. That'll be interesting. Yeah. That'll, that'll yeah. be interesting, that. You know, the real George. I've done, I've recorded a piece with, with Alan um, about mm. George as well. But um, as I say, Philip was his agent. So not it'll be a different angle to uh, talk about the great man. In second place, um, I would have to put Johan Cruyff. 
simply for what he'd done for yeah. Ajax and, and then in the 74 World Cup finals as an impressive yeah, nine-year-old kid. And when he pulled that ball down out of the sky, I think it was against Argentina, went round a goalkeeper. And then when he'd done that Cruyff turn, I, I just don't... It was one of them moments in football that you watched as a kid and thought, I want to get a ball and try and do that. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So, goals your number one. Have a guess what you think. Knowing me, as you do now, who do you think I've picked as my number one for, you know, in my lifetime? Listen, I like him, but you're not going to tell me Jack Grealish. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to cut that. We're going to cut that and send to Kevin and Jack. <laughs> Alan, Alan Hudson. No, in, in world terms, for me, there is only one, and that's Pelly. Diego Armando Maradona. Maradona, a, a, yeah. A, again, Pelly was slightly before me, and although he right, was the yeah. greatest, he kind of retired and then he went to America and played in the NASL. So I didn't see the best of Pelly from the 50s, the 60s, but I did see the best of Diego Maradona. And for me, he's the greatest player that I've ever seen grace a pitch. And when he played against England at Wembley in 1980, he, he almost scored a goal that he replicated in 1986. And I looked at him that day as a 17-year-old kid. I kept all the press cuttings in the papers and thought, Mate, oh. you, you are a, you are a god. You can, I mean the 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 amount of the amount of abuse, absolutely vicious tattles he used to get. Oh, incredible, it was unreal. But I've got to tell you a story about George Best. You know, yep. uh, and I don't mean to name drop. You know, I've come from a little mining village. You know. Uh, and he was my idol. I mean, uh, I'm not gay, but I think I'd, I would have slept with George. He was that good looking, you know. He was that type of type of person. What I, 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 I wanted to see, I wanted to be, I wanted to grow up and be like him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I was never, I was never starstruck that we were any other footballers. I respected him. Don't get me wrong. And uh, we, we played in the 1979 uh, League Cup final. And Boris said, "Come on, we're going to champs tonight." You know, so few of us, few play, few play, few players, uh, we goes into champs. And when you go into champs, it's only a little pokey little place. You go down these steps, and the dance floor is to your left. Anyway, um, it was, as we walked in, it was on the dance floor. It was Olivia Newton John, and uh, Tony Seeley finished up having a dance with her. He said he kept saying to her, "I've got to have a dance with her." We always said, "Just go and ask her for to, to have a dance." But to the right-hand side of it is the restaurant. And in, in in the right-hand side of it, like, you know, people be having meals and stood at bar and having a few drinks. But don't forget, in those days, it was just stars what got in there. You won't, you won't get ordinary people, you know, your millionaires, all that type of people, because it was that expensive to be in there and drinking in there. And in there is people like Oliver, Tobias, Michael Caine, uh, actors and actresses and uh, models and who, politicians, whoever you... Knew in those days they were in, yeah. and we would. I'm in there with Ball and uh, Jeff Hurst and them were, were in there. We had a few drinks with them, uh, Ozzy and them, and then Peter was good. And then who comes walking in? The door opens up because the door is closed off because of the uh, the um, dance floor. The door opens up, and uh, when when anyone opens the door up. People always looked under to see who's coming in. <laughs> okay. And, it, and who, who walks in? Well, George, and I'm telling you, you I have never seen anything like it. People. I mean, we're talking about Michael Caine who, and Oliver Tobias and all these stars, Oliver Reed and all these people. And they all like, just look at him, flabbergasted. I have never seen this room stand still. Like that. And I've seen some fabulous big film stars and 
uh, pop stars and everything, you know. But he, he was the fifth Beatle. He was the fifth Beatle, but everybody wanted a part of, you know. Uh, and I'll never, you know, little things like that, I have never, ever forgotten, mm. ever forgotten. And I always wanted to meet him, you know. But uh, he will always be my idol. And, and like I, I mean, the five I've mentioned, I mean, Ron Indino, how people don't talk about him as being one of the world's greats. Because he could do things with a ball that other, only other people could dream of doing. Yeah. There are certainly and have been certainly so many brilliant players and we're going to keep uh, five of the best. In fact, for next week's five of the best, you can choose what you want to... What you want English. The five, okay, five, British, British, British. Five best British. British. Shall we go forwards, yeah. goalkeepers, midfield? Yeah. Shall we section it up? What do you want to do or put them all in collective? Uh, you know. Yeah, what we'll do, we'll do, we'll, we'll do outfield players, you know, in fact, we'll do outfield players, midfield players, and forwards, and then we'll have a, one when we do defenders, because defenders never really get the recognition, yeah. even though they are great players. Great. And, and like, I mean, you've mentioned Gordon Banks, and I, I wouldn't have a goalkeeper uh, as of uh, as my one favourite player. But what I always say to you, if I would, if I ever got a yeah. football manager job, the first thing I'd look at is my goalkeeper. That's the first thing I would look yeah. at. You know, so and then we'll we'll have goalkeepers, defenders, and then we'll have forwards, and you know uh, that type of thing, because the, I mean, some great defenders. You know, the gig called Kevin Beatty. Oh, um, I mean, he died now. He's, you know, <laughs> it, it, uh, and he, he had to finish with bad knees. Yeah, he would have played for it. He'd have got hundred caps for England. Then oh. he was that good. 100% one of the greatest... I mean, in the 70s, we had some great players. I mean, you, you, you could have had a defence line. Well, I'd have only played three. I'd have played BT McFarland and uh, and Colin Todd in my, uh, my back three yeah. for England in the 70s. I don't think you would have needed anybody else with them three. They were absolutely fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had got... I mean, they got... 20-odd games, but they, them games, when they got them, they, they got them in bits and back. Kevin Beattie were a bit yeah. different. Yeah. You know, but uh, Todd and McFarland, they got about 20-odd games in bits and back type of games. They weren't, you know, regular games on a on a regular basis. Mind you, it didn't help with Colin Todd that he got banned for, for a few years, the same as Alan Hudson by, by, by Ramsey. Mm. But, you know, that's England. Talking of England, it's now time to announce our 23 for the Euros because we have qualified. Um, we've qualified in tremendous fashion, but the group, in my opinion, is so weak. And I do think it's about time with the minor nations, what we call the minnows of, of European and world football. I think they should have their own qualification group and it should be more difficult for the bigger nations to qualify. Well, the, the thing about that, Gabby, and you're not wrong. And, and I, I, look, I, yeah. I do get it about the, the, the smaller nations, but who's going to watch them play in, in, in a World Cup final? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, what I'm what I'm saying is, when they've actually qualified into their group, uh, they, they have to go through another playoff, so they probably won't qualify for the major tournaments. But in qualification, they they will have at least um, a, a dozen games that are competitive, rather than when they play against England, Germany, or the might of European and world football. They end up playing nine, ten men behind the ball. There's no competition they don't score a goal and, and it's not very good for their development so I think just for their development they should be in their own group 
They'll only, you'll only get, well, I agree with that, but you'll only get development if you're going to get a coach who's going to be brave enough. Well, that's look, 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 look at the, look at the, uh, the qualifications, what England's had over the, over the years. Yeah. I, I mean, they didn't get through with Poland with Tomaszewski being absolutely having a worldy because none of us, none of us players at the same time thought that uh, Tomaszewski was a good goalkeeper. We all thought that, you know, he'd, he'd make big mistakes and England would win that match because we've got great players. Yeah. But, who who have England beat through the qualification? And I don't want to take it because England, I I always bet England. Everybody slaughtered uh, still even last year, and I kept telling them the the kids a player. Same here. Even in my village here, you know, they kept going on the rubbish and all that. He can't cross the ball. He can't do this. I said, listen. It's, it would only still 22, 23. You got to give him another year on the back, and that's what he's got. The kid's a hell of a player, you know. Uh, but when we play these group games. We don't play anybody, and majority of them get everybody. What good's that to them, and what good is that to us? Exactly. What do we learn from it? Nothing. And if if, if the fo- if the football authorities think that they're doing anybody a favour, they're not. Exactly. They're not. They're, nobody's learning. Nobody's learning nothing mm. from that. Only that people will turn around and say, "Well, they should win five nil," and then when England do win five nil, everybody's saying, "Well, uh, they're expected to win five nil." It's not easy to win five now when everybody's parking the bus. Uh, parking the bus. Precisely. And in some in some cases, it's a it's a double bus. Yeah, it is, and that's pretty much what Newcastle done to Aston Villa. Then Jack Grealish got the key to open up that that door, and that's so what this, happens. <laughs> so this team we're going to pick. Are Come we going to pick it? Are we going to pick it? Uh, three, what, what's going to go? Because three. what I what, what I'm thinking is there's, there's a couple I think. What could force the way into it? What your what what the twenty three that you would pick if, would te- I would if pick. Terry Curran right. was the manager of England going to the Euros? Well, now, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick what yeah, yeah, exactly. I know what you're saying. I'm going to pick exactly what I'm saying, and so I'm not. Three I am not going to cheat. I'm not going to cheat because I don't. I don't do that. I'm not going to cheat thinking. Well, I'm going to pick that, what Southgate's going to pick because I know they're going to get in. Yeah. I'm going to pick what I think. What I would take, right? Yep. Goalkeepers, three. Pope, Henderson, Pickford. Okay, so you've gone Henderson over Heaton. I would have had Heaton over Henderson. But right. but I wouldn't disagree with that because I right. think Henderson's decent as well. Right. Yep. Uh, how many defenders def- have you got? I'll tell you how many I, I'm, I'm going to take. Yep. And he might, one of them might not be playing because he's not playing at the moment in time. But I, I still take him. I'm yeah. not. I'm not into all this. But he's not even not in team. There could be two reasons why they're not in team. Yeah. The team's playing well. He's got an injury. He can't get back in. Yeah. Or, um, the manager doesn't like him, and yeah. that I I can't go on that to base of manager doesn't like him. So my back my defenders would be uh, Trent Alexander. Yep. Got him. Arnold. Well, sorry, Trent Alexander-Arnold, yeah. Yep, got him. Jidwell. Got him. Gomez. Got him. Maguire. Got him. Mings. Got him. Stones. Got him. Walker. I haven't got him. How many is that? You've got six, seven with Walker now. You've got seven with Walker. And we're 23, we take, don't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've gone. Uh, I've gone seven. Trippy, Trippier. Uh, okay. Yep. So you've got right. eight. So you've got eight, eight defenders. Yep. 
Any Midfield. More? That's it. Okay. No, that's it. Yep. Midfield. Yep, go on. I'm going to go Deli Alley. Yep. Uh, Barkley. Okay. I'm going to take Jordan Henderson. Uh, Jordan Henderson. Yep, that's 11. Yep. Madi- Madison. 12. Yep. Mount. That's 13. Yep. Oxley Chamberlain. 14. Yep. Uh, then I'm going to go forwards now. Okay, so that's your fourteen. So you've yep. you've you've got now nine players still to pick. Right, Sancho. Yep, I've got him. Uh, Winks. I'm, I'm, Winks. I, I don't really play midfield, so so Sancho and Winks. Yep. Fifteen. So okay, that's sixteen. That's sixteen. Yep. Hudson Odoi. Okay, yep. Rashford. 17. 18. Sterling. 19, yep. Keane. 20, yep. Abrams. That's 21, yep. Right. Now, because I know they're not gonna, you're not going to pick these. I've just got a funny feeling. But these are going to be in my squad. These three are going to be in my squad. Jack Grealish. Uh, yep. Fodden. 23, that's 23. No, that's 22. Oh, go on then. I miscounted. Right. Yep. I'm going to take this kid go on. for the experience because this kid's going to be a star. Mason Greenwood. Okay. Just check them for me. Um. Yes, if you say so, because my writing's all over the place. Yeah. yeah. But um. But that's that is pretty much yours. Your, I think your, I'm right at that. You're 23. That's okay. mine. We know he's not going Southgate because I know some of them's not going to be in it, but it's, that's my 23, I think. Well, the the only difference to, to mine, I would... Um, I'm going to take Tamori from... Yes, um, from, I, get, I get that. From he's, Chelsea. From Chelsea, yeah. And, and I've only got seven defenders. Um, you picked eight. I'd add one less defender because I think Gomez and Mings could both drop in at right back and left back, and um, and and then as a as a defensive midfield, Trent Alexander Arnold could also because I like what Southgate done the other night. I don't agree with it because I wouldn't, but if if needs must, you can do that. So that's my first ten. The three goalkeepers. The only difference is I'd have had Eaton over Henderson, but I'd go with that. So that's my ten. My midfield players are Grealish, Madison, Winks, Henderson, Mount. Oxlade Chamberlain and Phil Foden. Yep. Them are my midfield players. And then my forwards would be Sancho, Keane, Abraham, Sterling, Rashford. And I would be taking Jamie Vardy out for a meal and trying to get him into the squad. And he would be my 23rd because I think he's absolutely on fire. Deli Alley, that's the door again. We're not even into December, so the door would still be open. But that's my 23 if it was tomorrow. Now, going back to what you were saying about, I, I'm not one for dropping Mings because he's a big centre-half at the right-back. I'm, I'm not one for that because I'll never forget that uh, Norway game. Margaret Thatcher, Winston Churchill, <laughs> Prince, you know, we're playing defenders like yeah. that. Trent, uh, not, uh, Gomez playing as an Odin midfield player or Alexander yeah. playing as an I'm not into that. I'm yeah. not into that. I'd sooner have uh, 
Grealish, Mount and Madison, and my emphasis on them, go and play. Do not dribble in the wrong areas. Yeah. Do not make mistakes. If if you can. If you do, I don't want you to worry about it. Be ready for it, John Stones. Be ready for it, Maguire. Be ready for it to make a mistake. Because I want to keep the ball, kill time, and tire them out. If you're slow, if you're slow passing, it gives people time to adjust. Yeah. If you do it with a tempo and make a run, they get fed up. They get, if, if one of the opposition do not run, they get fed up of it and it becomes even wider for them yeah. and better for them. So I'm, I'm not into that for sake of doing that, but I see why they do it, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm more into to keeping the ball without it being slow uh, and running the opposition ragged and tiring them out as quickly as possible. Now, what I'm saying in, in, in that, if I, I'm just going to explain it, I've only got Trent Alexander-Arnold and uh, Ben Chilwell as recognised um, fullbacks. Fullbacks. I haven't got any other fullbacks. But what you, have. Sa- you have. Who? I'll tell you who. Go on. Because this is what he does. But I, I was telling people before he were doing it, because I'm, I'm older than Guardiola. Yeah, I've got Jack Grealish. If I need to play him at right back, I wouldn't play Jack. I've got no, 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 but, no, but you, you know, understand yeah. what I'm saying to you? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I they, do. They are good on the ball. They're still going to come forward. If I, if I need to play Mount there, you know why? Because yeah. the midfield players will understand the game. Yeah, yeah, I know. You I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. do it. This is where we're wrong on the continent. They do that. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not. A reason why I said Jack because Jack's good on the ball. Yeah, right. Mm. But Jack would be my my eleven. But what I would do, Foden, I play. The, look at look what Guardiola did with the Moscherano. Moscherano, where did he play Moscherano? Centre back at, at Barcelona. Oh, Guardiola. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're afraid to do yeah. that. I've never been frightened to do that. Yeah, I did that at, at Doncaster. Yeah. Paul Wilson once said to me, "Oh, you're having go, Terry." So he said, "What? Well, no, what? Is it? Well, they can't pass a ball. Yeah, I want to. He's a midfield player, but we've got already got three there. So them two, I want to keep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and get it. What I'm gonna try and do is get them to be full backs because they're good on the ball. They read the game. Yep. Yep. This is what we don't do, Paul. I hear what we you say. We don't do it. And and Pep also done that with um. Oh, player that used to play uh, Fabian Delph. He, yeah. he had Fabian Delph and dropped him at left back. You, Listen, you're absolutely Trent right. Arnold, Trent, Al- Trent Alexander Arnold is yeah. a midfield player. What's become a full back? Yeah. Klopp's not frank to do it. Yeah. Do you know Klopp? You know what Klopp did? What's the one what went to. It was at. Um, it's, it's on tip of my tongue. Russell Dortmund and Pep bought him for Bayern Munich. Great little midfield player. Lam. Lam. Yeah. And he and he and he, and he put, yeah. put him in left back. He didn't like he did left back. Didn't Lam at uh, Barcelona at uh, Bayern Munich. Mm. But people do it. You got to up. People. Some people say to me, "Why would you play?" I said, "You know why? Because I don't give the ball away." Yeah. yeah. So, so if if I've got Tony Curry and, and, and Alan Hudson, right? And I'm not one for saying, "Oh, we put him in sake." For, They've got to be comfortable to play that. I'm not yeah. going to play Alan Hudson or the Tony Curry on left wing or right wing, yeah. right? But it, but as a as a right back or a left back, one of them, right? So and I say to him, look, you can be, he's still he's still going to be a world class player for your your club, but I think 
you can be a great player because you don't give the ball away. Yeah. You know, can I can I get you all into it? You know, and I'm not doing that just to get people into the team. Yeah. I'm doing it because I don't want to give the ball away easy. Yeah. And the and these type of players are passers of a ball. Yeah. You know, but I understand what you what you're all thinking. Yeah. But I know I get players to play for me. I've I've done it. Yep. I've, I've only managed twice, and I've had players playing for me. You always get somewhat done, but that, that's football in general, isn't it? It certainly is. And talking about players playing, how did the young man go on this weekend? Uh, we do a regular feature, Jock Wash. Uh, Jock Wash. Jock mm. Wash. It's a mouthful, that is. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're lad that's a pro player at Grimsby, currently on loan at Lincoln United. How did Jock get on this week, TC? Brilliant. Oh, good. What happened? Brilliant. He got a groin. Oh, you joke. Got a groin. Oh, <laughs> He's got a groin injury. He's got a groin injury. He's going to be out for two to three weeks. You know. And the good. Uh, take that back because I didn't mean that. I didn't no, mean no, what I, I, when I say the good thing. What I meant was uh, the manager has uh, just got to sack Michael Jolly. And, oh right. Okay. Uh, you know. I'm, so I, I when I was saying the good yet. thing, what I, what I meant by that was. Um, it's a it's a fresh start from a new manager coming in or the was the um, his assistant was taking over at the moment in time. It yeah. would have been a good uh, time to uh, get him training and work hard and show him that uh, you're ready for it. You know, whether whether it's Limbrick what gets the job or someone else comes in, but it's it's, it's pulled his groin now. Go, can you believe it? But like I said to you, he's just starting now to settle down with his height. And his balance is, is settling down. So uh, I think in a couple of weeks, he'll be back playing. He'll be back playing. But it's also, for me now, it's started to fit in. He's got to start pushing now. And talking about balance, TC on TV, there was a nice little piece from the 1979-80 season when you were playing against Colchester in the snow. Oh, they're never going to play like that anymore, are they? <laughs> you ask your mate about that, Udi, because he's played on it plenty of times. How, how, how difficult? I mean, I'm guessing you'd put your rubber studs on, and you'd um, you'd also got an orange ball in them days back in the believe 70s. believe it or not, a lot of a lot of players played with the uh, studs. What proper metal studs? Yeah, yeah. Oh right, yeah. okay. Honestly, proper yeah, Blimey. your studs. You know, uh, if you have got good balance, it's it's easy for you if you have got good balance. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's it's the it's the defenders. Once you drop the shoulder, they've gone. When it's when when you got the snow and the the icy type of not ice ice, but when it's when it's frozen snow, again it'll say, well that's ice if it's frozen. But you know what I mean? Not being too frozen, it was slippy. Yeah. So once you drop the once you drop your shoulder, they're gone. But going back when you speak to Eddie tomorrow, ask him what I was saying about players in the dressing room, slagging managers off. Yeah. Saying he can't do this, he can't do that. And then when that manager's got uh, when that manager comes in, they're praising him like I don't know what. Right? And then they'll pick on Uti, they pick on me. Because it be, because we always want to say something. You're saying it for other players. You yeah. ask Goody if, if I'm just see just ask Goody about that. See what he says about that. See if see if he agrees with what I was saying. We should do a podcast where we're all sitting in the same room. And, We've and got to do it, don't we? Or take it out live to different parts of the country. You know, well, it, 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 I, I we've believe We've got to try and meet, and we've got yeah. to get uh, Ibbitt in. 
Yeah, right? Kenny be All great. Three of us. Yeah, Kenny be great having having Kenny on so board as well. We've got we've got a Yorkshireman, uh, a Midland. We know. I mean, he weren't from the Midlands, but he's been there. He's become a a Midland lad now, hasn't he? Yeah, Kenny. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and a Londoner. It'd be good that. Be very very good because of some great stories. We're going to have to get somebody to to uh, sort this out for us and, and and get some little halls up and down up and down the country. We certainly could do with the tour. Um, as I say, going going forward, who knows what uh, what we can do? But going forward, what you what I'm going to do? What yeah, I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to give us a good agent. Yeah, that's what we need. I'll have a word with Philip, besties, agent. Yes. So <laughs> Phil wants to know. Yeah, yeah, but yes, ask him. If ask him, and if you don't, yeah, I'm gonna do. I'll do that. We'll we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. We, we, because we've all got great stories. I mean, I haven't told half of the stories. Yeah. What I did playing football. So anyway, what were you gonna to say to me? I was gonna say, and going forward on the sixth of December, you've got the reunion of the 1979-80 season at uh, at Hillsborough, haven't you? I have, yes. I'd be glad to see some of my old mates, Mark Smith, Andy McCulloch, uh, Spider, Kevin Taylor, Davey Grant, Bob Bowler, Ray Blackhall, King Eve is there, Brian Ornsby, Jeff Johnson, who else have we got? Roger Wilde, all of them. So it'd be great to see them all. And also... While we're when we're closer, because you know this is what are we now? The this it'll be December our next podcast. So going forward towards Christmas, we're going to do a special on um, the Boxing Day massacre and uh, talk about that because it still talks about in Sheffield, and I'm sure on the six you'll be reminiscing about that wonderful day when you put United to the sword four nil. Can, can you imagine, you know, 50,000, well, know, for, what, 49, nearly 50,000 people there that day. And that's what can you imagine running to, out? Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, a third division game. You, and I know it's a derby, but yeah. gee, a third division game. Well, Birmingham City in my lifetime and Aston Villa have never had an attendance of 50,000 plus. I mean, I Villa's, like, had 40, Villa's had 48. Yeah, Villa, Villa, Villa when they played... I can remember 48 with Villa. Yeah, when they played Bournemouth, they had 48 in the old third division. But Villa have always mm. had big crowds. And, and, yeah. and to, to be fair, you know, as a nipper when it was standing, I've been in crowds of like 50,000 down Birmingham, but I've not been in a Birmingham City and Aston Villa of, of 50,000 local derby. The best that I was in, I think, was about 43,000 in 1982 when we beat the European champions and it was our Boxing Day massacre at St Andrews when we... <laughs> We done them three 0 That was happy days. Those were. An hour has, has gone again. Has I just looked at the to, clock. I know it's flown by. So we we're going on to our. We're in extra time, and extra time means the football forecast. It's currently seven seven because you were uh, you 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 done me the weekend. By you, the way, you've got Forest, haven't you, to beat Villa, uh, QPR? I've got Forest to beat QPR tonight. They're and... winning one nil. <laughs> it's eight seven. I can see eight seven. And also, I've got Birmingham City uh, to get beat at Sheffield. You've got them as a draw, but I've got Sheffield and. And I, I got both up last night. You got one up. I got the two up. So it's still ding dong. It could swing either way, but it's looking good for a GC eight seven. Well, Friday Swansea take on Fulham TC. So what's your prediction there? Who plays oh. Swansea versus Fulham? I'm going for a one nil one nil Fulham. 
Blimey, that's one. Okay. Yeah. Again, the draw specialists for me, but uh, I'm I'm going a one-one draw because I think Swansea are still decent, especially at home. So um, and, and oh, Fulham, good team, good team. Is yeah. it? I, I like the manager. Mean. I know you do, and because I've forecast and predicted Fulham to win the championship, they they <laughs> if they do, they're going to do it the hard way. So I'm going to go one-one. You're going to go one-nil Fulham. On Saturday, we've got Charlton versus your boys, Sheffield Wednesday. I'm going to go for a draw again. I keep going for draws with Wednesday, but Charlton are playing well, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They're playing well. So I'm going to go uh, a draw. 1-1. I'm going to go 2-1 to Charlton. Yeah. Listen, it's a tough game. They're playing well, then, Charlton. Oh, they are. Lee Bowyer has really kicked them on. Oh, yeah, they have done well, him. Fantastic job. Leeds versus Middle, Middlesbrough. This is a real kind of derby, isn't it? There's only yeah. a few miles between Leeds and, and Borough. I think they're gonna they're gonna put a really good uh, string of games together now. Leeds. I think. Uh, I know. I keep worrying about Leeds, but I do like that. This BLS. So I wish Sheffield Wednesday had got him. You know. But yeah. uh, I think this will be a two three nil Leeds. This one. A yeah. Three nil Leeds. I'm go. I'm yeah. I'm going three nil as well. Um, it could be Jonathan Woodgate's last stand, couldn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, famously, the, the ground that he made his, uh, his name and cut his reputation on. Forest versus Cardiff, another difficult game for Forest. Uh, for Forest 2-1. Forest yep, yeah, yeah, I, I still think Forest will win 1-0. And then we're on to Sunday, a team that I love to watch play. By the way, I, I had, but did you have Aston Villa last, on, on Sunday? Yeah, we both, we both did. Yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah. I, I thought you did. Yeah, yeah, we, we we both. Um, that we just both. put me put me back to where he told him, didn't that? <laughs> so we... Joe, Joe was having a go. You know, don't know. You ought to sack him, Gabby. <laughs> right? None of you two knew what I was like at football. I used to tease people. <laughs> oh, no. I used to tease them and tease them, thinking they've got it, they've got it, and then bump, I go again. I did. So I've let you back into the game, let you get in front, and now I've just started to pull back again. It did make me laugh on the uh, on the on the group, the current view. Somebody posted up and says, "Terry, did I remember rightly when you went round the goalkeeper, got down on your hands and knees, and headed the ball in on the goal line?" True. Jack Jalt, Jack Jalt, man up, man up the touchline. You do that, and I'll knock you in head off again. <laughs> But that's what you used to do, and you used to do a bit of sunbathing in in, Listen, in snow that, as well. I went round the goalkeeper with Derby County. I know you I did. I stopped the ball. I stopped the ball. <laughs> yeah. On the line. Yeah. Got on my hands and knees, and the referee gave me offside. <laughs> and Jack, when I got in, when I got in after match, Jack said, "I'm glad he gave it offside." <laughs> but you you went round the goalkeeper and stopped it on the line and whacked it in against Chester as well, didn't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I walked that into. <laughs> Yeah. To, I walked it in and then stopped it and then kicked it into back at that, yeah. Leicester. And that would be mate, that, looking at me. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Staunton has died now, Trevor. Good lad, Trevor. The team I love watching, Leicester City, I think they've, I think they've been absolutely breath of fresh air again this season. Versus team, a, they are a team, yeah, you know. A team that's really struggling, Everton. I can only see it going one way. How about you, TC? Was this at... Uh... It's at uh, It's at Leicester. 2-0 Leicester. Yeah, I've, exactly the same. I've gone 2-0. And then finally, I think we might have a difference of opinion here. Manchester United versus Aston Villa. What's your prediction? 3-1 Manu. Yeah, I thought we'd go differently. Yeah, 
I've gone for four goals, but I've gone for a share of the spoils. I've gone for a draw. Two, two. I think Villa, if they're brave, if they're brave, they could get a draw there. Well, I I, I said I said Aston Villa, Sheffield United, Norwich will do well, but I said Villa, Sheffield United, and Norwich. I said they'd do all right, but Norwich is. But that was a great result for Norwich on Saturday, and because of the way how they play football and and how they they will attack teams, especially at home. Yep. Uh, so I hope they all do do well. I don't want Aston Villa to get beat for sake of getting beat, but I I, I can't let me out roll my head. And I know Man United's not playing well, but the mm. front three are capable of turning the game. Oh, 100%. They're as good as anything in the Premier League. But I do think if you're going to go to Manchester United, you need to be brave, you need to be yeah, bold, exactly. and not take the game to them. And I think if Dean Smith sets the team up to win, then I think he could get he could get something from it. But if you sit back and let them come on you, they'll destroy you. Lots of teams have gone to have gone to yeah. football clubs, sat back. Exactly. And and they've, they've, they've got beat before they started. 100%. And, and the reason why they do it, because they don't want to get beat 4 or 5 nil. Uh, Anyhow, it's anyway, your, your yep. turn again, TC, to pick the music because you are the victor of the forecast, uh, football forecast, with our uh, our six teams that we follow every week. So, what have you picked for me this week? Are you an elbow fan? Not particularly, if I'm honest. But um, you don't yeah. like my music, but I like to be yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's an elbow song. One day, one day like this. One day like this, okay. So one day like this, I'm not. I don't think I'm familiar with uh, with that song, what but makes, I do know it, Albo. It's a good, it's a great song anyway. Right. Well, we're going to dig it out and we're going to play that now. So TC, again, thanks for your time. Love to you and yours, and to everybody. Thanks for listening. Join the group. Join in the chats, and we'll be back this time next week. Yeah, join the group. Thanks everybody for listening. All have a great week weekend. And I uh, hope you and your missus have a fabulous weekend and I hope you all get the results that you're looking for. Top Man TC, till next week. Speak Cheers. Cheers, Bye-bye, pal. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.